What's up, everybody? I'm Val, joined by my host, Emmy, and we're joined by one of our mutual friends, Eleanor, this week. It's so nice to see you. Yes, I know. I've been, like, so aggressively, like, stressed and overwhelmed and just, like, not here. Every day keeps going by a little too quickly. (laughs) But no, yeah, I don't really think anything new is, is really... No, just working. Um, oh, well, technically this is new. I got a, I got an upgrade on my iPad, which I'm like really oh, proud of. Yeah. Because, because like I was, I'm kind of mad because uh, AirPods are a scam. And so is the Apple Pen because there's like no resale value or nothing. It's essentially junk once you've had it. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like crazy. But I went in and I traded in my, my iPad mini. Because basically, if I wanted to upgrade the pen, I'd had to upgrade the iPad and vice versa because they were both like out of date. And so like the Apple Pencil I had would not be compatible with a new like iPad model. Like is it the same technology? Oh, like like you would think so. But I think too, the problem was- I want to try it out. (laughs) Right? No, but I, I think mine definitely wouldn't have worked because I had an iPad mini and it was like one of the old gens that they oh. just don't make anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I think, yeah, I was kind of like shit out of luck. So, but it was fun because I I picked a wicked deal. Um, So I really did not spend as much as I thought I would. I got a bunch of stuff included and the person that was helping me just, I must've made a good impression because he gave me the student discount on like everything. And then he gave me, I think like a business discount because I use it for my business, you know, like photography. Um, (laughs) So it was like even cheaper, but I don't know. I just decided one day because I mean, not really. I've been thinking about it, just just ruminating on it for like several months, just being so super embittered at the fact that I'd even have to do it but I was like fine um so I got it and it's it's really nice mm. it's like stupid like how nice it is I even got like the fancy case with like the little keyboard and shit it's mm. um, I'm having a time and the pen is amazing it is seriously like a third of the weight of the first generation it's a little bit smaller and that tap feature it has is like really dope <laughs> so so far it's it's a vibe it's cool it's cool yeah I'd love to try it out yes oh yeah oh you bet this thing is glued to me now at this point like I'm just never gonna have to buy a new computer because once my laptop is like out of business I can just switch over to the iPad they're like the same thing it's crazy I'm never spending money on like a computer again I refuse this is it I'm at my limit like this is stupid wait let me just I just have to show off my son got a new tattoo I literally thought for a second you were holding up a fish. Um, right, I wish. <laughs> oh, yo. I don't know if you ever okay. saw if I had this, but I did it. This is brand new. That's awesome. That's dope. It Are hurt. you getting it filled in or? Yes. This is only like one little panel, but actually Chris talked me into color, but it's only going to be as colorful as the lion. I'm doing Uh low saturation, earth tones only, but yeah, so this is just one part. And then the next session, we're going to do like the, the more in, in part of my arm. And then we're going to continue the sleeve. It's going to be like a full thing all up to my shoulder. 
I'm literally going to be in such a world of pain. Like just getting the line work on my elbow and on this little bone, like in the side of my wrist. And this too is going to like continue its tail and then it's going to like also go on my elbow. So I'm just, I'm just here to suffer, I guess. Oh my God, we'll have to censor the S word when my mom listens to this. What's the S word? She has a phobia. (laughs) That's really cute. I like that. Literally, um, we had this, we had this Kusumono artist a couple weekends ago, and her name is Young Choi, and she's amazing, right? And she was looking at all my tattoos. She was just looking at them, and then she like she was holding my arm and looking at like the new one, and then she turned my arm over and saw the, and she literally jumped. <laughs> she was like, "Oh, it's a dragon!" And then she was like, "No, it's not." Oh, the new fun thing, Eleanor, you're gonna love this, Val. You know what? This is a great life update. You're going to love this. So okay. there's a Robin that lives by my home. <laughs> every single, every single fucking morning, this Robin finds my window and attacks it. 5 a.m., 5.15, and then I'll wake up and I'll go get it. And I have to knock on my side of the glass so it stops attacking its own reflection. And then, and then it'll come back at 8 and 8 30 this has been going on for like three weeks at least and I looked it up and it has to do with the mating season and the mating season doesn't end until July so (laughs) and the fact that it has been so consistent it's been every single morning and the worst part is that it found my other window so now if I (laughs) scare it away from one window it just goes and finds the other one and just starts attacking it and, and my room is in a basement, so all the windows are half size, and they're well windows. So he just has to walk yeah. by, and he's enraged. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, it's, yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, right. a nice thing is that I can observe the Robin before I scare it. Yo, I gotta turn you <laughs> on this app. Is it Merlin? <laughs> Did Val show you? No, I me and my coworker. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Me and my coworker showed uh, my my other coworker's nine year old how to use it, um, and now Zuma is living his own personal hell because Zeon won't stop playing all of these bird calls that he's been finding and like communicating <laughs> yeah. with. He's tracking all of the birds on the property. He knows where all of the nests are, and he gives me updates. <laughs> oh my god, that's like when um there was the raccoon in my attic that and I told you about how it was up there and my dad thought he boarded it up without the raccoon inside and then days later they found out the raccoon was inside and it was scratching from the inside out it was trying really it probably would have gotten out in like another day they did get a professional to relocate it hopefully therapy (laughs) there's another groundhog in my backyard this year and I haven't told my dad and I refuse to he told me stories about how last year he got one of those like have a heart traps and this in the groundhog like climbed on top of it to sunbathe I love them so much they're just adorable they're just giant chipmunks I don't know they're just fantastic I heard one scream once in person didn't like it but yeah we could probably get started if you want All right. Oh my God, dude. I like, 
I don't know. I was never like super obsessed with it, but I was pretty interested in Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared. So like I've definitely seen a lot of them. So I'm really excited to like see your deep dive into it. Oh, man. Yeah, right. It's my, you know, it's my little funky little guy overview, you know? I was going to say, I'm just happy to hear somebody talking about it again (laughs) in 2023, regardless of what you have to say. That's fair. That's valid. And I understand. (laughs) I only saw the first like three or, you know, like the original ones. Yeah. Well, the ones that I'm going to talk about, um, they, they had a six episode series, like a real season on channel four, uh, in, in the UK only like last year. I had no idea. Yeah. Two hours, two hours straight of this. Salad Fingers was like an hour and 11 minutes <laughs> and somehow was way worse than this. But this still didn't make any sense. So Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is an absolutely unhinged series of episodes masquerading as a children's show that quickly reminds us, you know, the viewer who the audience is, which is nobody. Nobody's the audience. If there was an audience, it definitely wouldn't be kids. The show is a live action production, mostly with puppets, claymation, some animation, but like a really heavy focus on uncanny, uncomfortable puppets. Follows a lot of familiar patterns, very similar to Sesame Street or even Caillou, which makes the whole thing even more uncomfortable. Um, But the similarities basically end with the color palette, the cute character design, and the really cute set design. Overall, it's really clever. The first episode appeared on YouTube in 2011. The show is created and run by Becky Sloan, Joe Pelling, and Baker Terry. Each episode tackles a different topic, kind of, that is usually listed in their titles or alluded to. This includes uh, the official series of six episodes called Jobs, Death, Family, Friendship, Transport, and Electricity. And these were aired on television, actually television uh, on channel four in 2022 in the UK. There are other less official kind of like lower production episodes, which are the ones that I think that like we remember, which is like the one about like creativity and stuff like that. I think time was another one. Um, But those ones apparently aren't like part of like the show. Those are just more like shorts because each of these episodes were actually like I think close to 20 minutes long, which was a wild ride. It was too long, but not too long in a bad way, but too long in a this is a living nightmare way. The show and the production and everything is based in London, but not a lot of information is actually available. I mean, they may have had a website. I didn't really look, uh, but like there was no information on their YouTube, no bio, no abouts. To find the actual creators, I had to look on Wikipedia and like actually try to search through because there's a lot of people that are a part of the production, but there's like only a very small core group that created the show itself. But the lack of information, I think, is, is pretty fitting considering that the show itself is like obscure, uncomfortable, spooky. Wasn't that like their thing too? Like they wanted to be as almost anonymous as possible. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 There's not a single human being in the, in the show, like at all. I think you can kind of like 
like you can almost say that there's people but they're more like humanoids and a lot of the times like for example one of the main three characters is the red guy that's his name and Mm -hmm. you can tell there's like a human being under there and then he's wearing like a costume (laughs) and a mask but you can clearly see there's a body under there sometimes you see that but that's like the closest you get to actual people like another character is duck He's kind of a duck. He kind of looks like a duck. He gives the impression of a duck, but like the more you look at him, the less duck he looks. That's the green one. <laughs> the other guy is like Sesame Street reach. Yellow guy. Yeah. <laughs> Ye- yellow guy has has some feelings. <laughs> okay. Um, so basically like the whole overarching premise is uh, that the show follows three characters red guy yellow guy and duck I thought his name was duck guy but I think I just read too fast his name's duck apparently (laughs) and that was from like the synopsis from the actual channel for listing so his name so it's that's their names which is fantastic Um, so red guy yellow guy and duck learn helpful lessons through the songs and wisdom of completely normal and helpful friends. Casual. That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, Red guy is definitely a man in a suit, while yellow guy and duck are relatively short puppets. Like, I would probably guess, like, they're actually, like, weirdly small, like, only, like, two feet or so. But all of the puppets and everything, like, greatly range in size. Some of them are definitely only as big as, like, you know, like, five inches or whatever red guy is probably like an average height guy um fully red costume red yarn mop and then i think he has eyes i actually didn't pay attention yeah like does he have eyes yeah yeah okay that's what i thought that's what i thought and then yellow guy is a small yellow man thing in blue overalls with a fluffy blue mohawk duck is a small furry and green creature with a beak and a two-piece suit who kind of looks like a duck he really gives the impression of what a duck could look like. Each episode starts out bright and cute, but it quickly becomes obvious that there are nefarious elements to almost every scene. Like I remember, especially the ones before they made this like six episode season, they would hide like Easter eggs in some of the frames. It was probably like the second or third one that they had made. You could pause it and you could see out of the corner of the screen, you could see the end of the movie set they were using and like crouching from the top corner was like the dad puppet of Yellow Guy. (laughs) But you could only get it at like one specific timestamp. And I remember I saw that. It literally scared me off the series for a little while. I I was like, this is whack this is too threatening too quickly <laughs> and they had like guts and blood. yeah <laughs> out of nowhere out of nowhere it'll be like one second it's like the cutest little muppety like like violence doesn't exist and then all of a sudden somebody's like decapitated and everything's still fine or yeah. like <laughs> or like one of the things that i thought was super funny um was like uh duck is like alone in the kitchen and he's like he wants to be where his buddies are um and then this like whole oh it's like the family episode and he's like can I be a part of your family to like five pieces of bread on the counter and they're like I don't know isn't that kind of weird we're like literally (laughs) pieces of bread and then he's like hmm and he takes one of them and he puts it in the toaster and he toasts it and it starts to scream and it's on fire (laughs) 
And the whole family is like, oh my God, my baby. And then he's like, hmm, I need a family. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and, And also too, like the stories will always start out really casual. It's cute. You're introduced. They don't know what's gonna happen and they accept this. It's part of their everyday. And then something terrible happens, but it's always brought in by some kind of messenger, whether that be like a notepad or a briefcase uh, or there was like a train with like human legs at one point. Um, the the physical manifestation of oh, electricity. The clock. The clock. Oh, and there was the family one was actually a little bit different, I felt, because it wasn't like a little guy that came and sang a song and then transported them somewhere else. It was like two creepy little Hansel and Gretel twins just like taking these three things and like sacrificing them to their family. (laughs) It was just like so creepy. Their faces were very smooth. The puppets are probably only like a foot tall. I did not enjoy it. So the episode that I wanted to sort of focus on is called Jobs. And it's, uh, you know, the three friends are transported to a factory room by a singing briefcase. And there are other puppets there that are in a loop of making bits and bobs to be squished into mush to be made into more bits and bobs, right? <laughs> and, so, and so basically they're learning about jobs and employment and like, what's a job and why? Haha. And so... Red guy gets to be CEO, Duck is a disgruntled employee, and Yellow guy is a faithful worker. Because Yellow guy just wants to listen to the rules, make the thing, feel good about it, keep making the thing. Duck doesn't want to be there. He feels like he's too good for a factory position, and so he's just disgruntled the whole time, and he just sort of wanders around the building, right? And then Red guy is like somehow pushed into being CEO, which is basically answering the phone, saying nothing and hanging the phone up I love that (laughs) and so they're all like trapped in these weird little bubbles all different positions within this like quote-unquote company um it's like Peters and Sons and Friends and Bits and stuff (laughs) this is I think just what goes on in like MLMs like at the top of the pyramid (laughs) like literally literally and you literally watch the, the yellow guy, he like makes something and then it moves down the conveyor belt. It gets turned into mush and then it starts back over here and then it gets put on the conveyor belt and he makes the thing and then it just keeps going. And so all three of them end up for some reason, there's like time dilation happening in the factory. And so all three of them age rapidly. It's been like 30 years that they've been working there. Um, and then it gets to a point where the yellow guy is actually retiring. And so the CEO has to come down. Duck comes out of like HR where he's been for the past like a million years. Um and they all have like a retirement party for yellow guy, right? But then yellow guy what is it he gets a card from the ceo duck is pissed off because he's like this is terrible you all suck and so he throws it into the like shredding machine and the yellow guy is stupid so he reaches his hand in there and it just gets like 
torn off. Oh my god. It's like so gross. And like Red Guy like doesn't know what to do. It's an actual emergency. And then Duck is like, oh my god, there's blood and gore everywhere. What do I do? Yellow guy is just dying. And then Doug goes and finds the first aid kit from 30 years ago when they first entered the factory. And he opens it and what's inside but the singing briefcase. And then they're transported back to their kitchen and it ends. So but I thought that one was fun because in a lot of them you can't really clear out a a very obvious like not even like a moral but just kind of like a haha like like it's almost like a moral but it's mostly just irony and it's like oh look you had a job and it was terrible and it was good and then it was bad (laughs) and I I thought that was fun but the yellow guy it was probably the most ironic because he like was really into the job and then he literally lost one of his hands that he needed to use for the job that he like spent 30 years doing and now he doesn't have a hand or a card no. and it's like oh working is futile <laughs> it's like oh my yeah. god who was this show for <laughs> that's like it's like the closest that they get to like actual social commentary but it's right. lost just as quickly <laughs> I'm pretty sure my dad actually when he was younger knew like somebody in like a factory or part shop he worked in that that happened to bro they like got sucked into something there's a there's a student that um we have at work and he on his I think it's it's his left hand it goes like this from his middle finger and then it just gets shorter and shorter because um he used to do like woodworking and he was like he told me the whole story just because I asked I was curious I was like I've known you for long enough and so he said he was like pushing the logs towards the blade you know to like cut them in half and like something happened somebody didn't like stop the machine when they were supposed to so the reason it's at like an angle is because that was him like pulling his hand away (laughs) that's it's like oh it's like crazy to think about it's kind of awesome (laughs) really makes you think (laughs) I know like I was telling Brendan I was like I think I could lose a limb and be fine but if I lost more than one I feel like I'd have a hard time coping yeah but I could lose at least one I'm having a hard time coping just thinking about it right (laughs) literally right and then it makes me wonder what part of my body do I live in like, Ooh. if I can slowly remove parts and still exist. Oh, your skull. Bro, where am I in <laughs> Your here? skull. It's your, it's all about your skull. Neck yeah. down, you don't need anything, technically. Uh, so weird, though. I'd like to have a belly so that I can eat. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like, thinking about kind of what you said about the theme and stuff, I remember, like, I loved the first one. I loved the time one. And then, like, the love one, the third one, I think, I didn't really, like, care for that one that much. Mm -hmm. I have vague memories of that one. I think that's, too, when they started the transition from, like, a short little creepy video to, like, an actual full narrative. And I think, too, the fact that it was mostly musical kind of, like, it made it more difficult to, like, digest, at least for me. Yeah. So these Um, people don't have music in them really no they do they have a lot (laughs) Um, 
like a couple of them are like mostly musical but oh. then like but then like the like 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 the creepier it gets the less they sing like a lot of like yelling and teeth yeah and for some reason a lot of these muppets have like internal organs and stuff like it's it's pretty it's pretty sticky one of my other favorite ones was one of the last ones I watched, which was the transport one. And uh, that one, essentially, the the little guy comes in, right? And he's like a train with legs. And he's like, let's talk about traveling. And then they're like in him and he's like a car and then he dies and they decide to drive the car anyway. So they're essentially driving a dead corpse for 20 minutes. What was actually kind of interesting was I, I remember... I don't know if I was just like conflating it in my head, but before watching it, I really thought it was going to be like gorier than it actually ended up being. But it is also definitely possible that they cut down on the gore and they went for full psychological terror just because it was going to be like televised and that's like a lot more palatable. <laughs> like I would say Jobs was probably the most like gory because I put that as a five out of 10 on the gore score. So for each episode, right, that I watched, I did a little tagline and I did a gore score yes and so <laughs> this, is what, this is what I, I love want. data right thank <laughs> you <data>. thank you <laughs> and okay so for jobs it was a five out of ten and my tagline was what's the purpose of a job death was a two out of ten and it said what is death and why also why family was a zero out of ten and that was what makes a family hunger they're hungry and then friendship was a one out of 10. And that is what is friendship? I do not know, but I will tell you anyway. Uh, transport was a zero out of 10. And it was a dying man turns into several vehicles and brings three characters around. Where? Anywhere. Oh, he's dead. Electricity <laughs> was a zero out of 10. And that was I literally wish I understood what this was about. <laughs> I, I don't even know. There was a song. There was something about electricity and all the things it runs. And that was probably the the closest I could get to understanding. Because after that, it just devolved into just random characters and settings and chaos. And then it just ended. It was very abrupt. But yeah, Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared is really fun. I always am like such a serious fan of anything with like live action, animation, puppets. Yeah. I live for the use of puppets. We don't use puppets enough anymore. <laughs> is it something I would watch like regularly? Like, uh, I don't know, like Bob's Burgers? Absolutely not. <laughs> I actually think too that I, I kind of like it when they're shorter because 20 minutes was like surprisingly long for like the songs and the spooky and like I kept kind of like anticipating what was going to happen if anything was going to happen so I feel like if they cut it even in half to like 10 minutes it would be a, a little bit better but yeah basically that is uh the I would say that that is what don't hug me I'm scared is like now not when we first saw it but what it's like now <laughs> yeah I remember like that used to be almost a shock value thing like when only the first video was out and you would mm -hmm. like show it to people yeah. and then be like whoa yeah what? right because it like it always tricks you with like the colors and the songs and you're like oh this is great everything is felt why is it bleeding yeah <laughs>
but like for real like the production value is crazy the creativity is like off the charts they're really fun to watch but I gotta say um I would say transport and electricity were like the two like snoozers but everything else was pretty great I thought death was really funny because like duck like dies and so they're explaining the process of death and all three of them are always like well what do we do and it's like well you leave and he stays in the hole and the whole time he's like talking to the coffin which is like the little like narrator character that like sings the song and the coffin is like dude like this is like over like we're done like you just stay in the hole and he's like well, I'm going to play a game. And then he takes out a tape recorder and the coffin is like, what the fuck? Where did you get that? And so it's like 10 minutes of just that. And then finally the coffin like yeets the duck out of the hole and he has to like go back to his friends. (laughs) Yeah, and I thought Jobs was really funny. Family is just fun to watch. Family is like a feature horror film. I liked the humanoid uh, character design too. And it had like a fake name. It was like Tawdry or something for one of the kids. Yeah, I think I am all done unless you guys have any questions. <laughs> that would really be it. I feel like with this, there's like always more questions. Right? right? It's honestly really funny how like, like if you just Google don't hug me, I'm scared. No website comes up, no merch store or anything. Yeah, I know there's merch out there, but like, you know it's not linked to an actual creator which I thought is like super funny it keep like I feel like I love it when artists make their information difficult to find I find it to be incredibly intriguing and even if it's on purpose I don't care because it worked oh I went to the zoo and oh, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> it was wicked fun. But something that I saw, which I think I might try if the Robin continues to be a problem, which I know it will be, is they put tape on the inside of the like exhibits for some of the new birds. And it looked oh. like just clear like scotch tape and like stripes so that they wouldn't be like stressed out about it. So I was like, ooh, well, right? Because everything else that I was like seeing was like, oh, you have to cover it and blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, bro, these are my only sources of natural light. Like, I will not cover these windows for this bird. All right. I'm excited to learn about Champ. My topic this week, I've been looking at basically what they call the Loch Ness of Lake Champlain. In the Adirondack region of the United States, situated between New York and Vermont, The largest lake is Lake Champlain, where for centuries there have been sightings of an alleged lake monster. Just to gain an understanding of the size, Lake Champlain is approximately 400 square miles, and it can reach the depths of 400 feet in some areas. Less than 11,000 years ago, the lake was attached to the Atlantic Ocean, and we're actually not too, too far from the lake here in Massachusetts. So the locals have nicknamed this creature Champ or Champy. And the official website for Lake Champlain region even features an article about him. So this creature is like super famous in the area. And while I was researching, like there are some people that have spent years trying to find it and like dedicating their lives. And it's so funny because they just seem like normal, like 
Northeastern people that you could like possibly know. So for a description, supposedly he looks like what's called a plesiosaur. So a dinosaur-like body, long neck, snake-like head, and flippers. However, we know that actual plesiosaurs have been extinct for over 65 million years, which I don't know what it is with like me finding cryptids that are actually just extinct animals people like for some reason. <laughs> They're just um, dinosaurs. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I guess I just really want to talk about dinosaurs, but I'm like, actually, it could be this. The native people to this area the Iroquois and the Abenaki have legends of their own about a sea creature <laughs> inhabiting the waters of this area. <laughs> they describe a large serpent-like creature with a horn. As far back as the 1700s, the Abenaki informed French settlers to beware of this creature. And Lake Champlain's namesake, Samuel de Champlain, wrote that he saw, quote, in one of his journals, a snout two feet and a half long, a double row of very sharp, dangerous teeth. Its body has a good deal the shape of a pike, but it is protected by scales of a silvery gray color and so strong that a dagger could not pierce them. Located at the Bowaga Bay Beach in Port Henry, New York, there's actually a sign that describes some of the folklore surrounding Champ's origin. And it reads, Scorned suitor transformed into lake monster when he plunged into this bay after drowning his love. Which, pretty violent, right? Like, I thought it was just wholesome, but it's like people just came up with some other thing about it to make it, like, tragic. I thought it was just, like, Nessie. Like, just a big lizard. (laughs) There's actually an upcoming movie called Lucy and the Lake Monster about a little girl who believes in Champ's existence and tries to look for him despite being made fun of by skeptics and like bullies. And the film's supposed to have kind of like an anti-bullying theme. Like I think it's marketed for kids. There was like nothing I could really find about it like other than it might be released in 2023. And there's already a novel version of this story that does appear to be released already. Fun fact, in 1873, P.T. Barnum even put a bounty on Finding Champ for $50,000, but it was never claimed. And if someone could contact his estate, I'd like to have a shot at it. I think I could find it. I think we would make fantastic cryptid hunters. I do too. We were literally just watching a show about storm chasers. Um, It was crazy. I have been watching so many tornado videos. Yeah. Massachusetts. Massachusetts is literally the most tornado active state in New England. That is crazy. (laughs) Number one in everything. Yeah. Including tornadoes. (laughs) They had like a bunch of wicked cool maps and diagrams with like blue for the cold wind, red for the hot wind. It it was awesome. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, It's about weather. We can look at it later. (laughs) Yeah. 
new special interest. Yeah. Storm chasing. <laughs> yeah, weather. <laughs> Wait, so, you guys, after this, if you haven't watched Picos Hank on YouTube, you're completely missing out. You need to, like, look at it immediately. Oh, my He's, God. like, top-tier storm chaser. The quality of the photos and imagery and his narrative prowess is ridiculous. So, got it. Yeah, I, we got to look into that. Wow. In August of 1880, an edition of the Washington County Advertiser out of Fort Edward, New York, talked about another newspaper where supposedly scientists found a, quote, petrified fish 15 feet long and three feet in diameter embedded in the solid rock 20 feet below the surface of Lake Champlain. So basically in the sedimentary rocks, it was a fossil. One of the working theories about why Champ could Champ could exist <laughs> is that saltwater creatures may have been trapped when the basin that formed Lake Champlain closed off from the Atlantic Ocean, making them possibly evolve separately. A famous photo of the alleged creature was taken by Sandra Mancy in 1977. Experts have deduced that the photo was not edited or altered, but some people think that it was actually just an optical illusion. People think that it could just be like a floating log at a unique angle, and that's what the photo is of, but it does look like like a sea creature but not in a detailed way at all so one glimmer of hope though sonar was used to get a bathymetric reading of the bottom of the lake and a paleo channel was discovered paleo channel yep what is that i guess you could say it's a river we don't know if it's a river in this case but like an old river channel Mm -hmm. In 2003, they also got readings of echolocation detected in the lake in this deeper area, and scientists compared it to the sounds of orcas, and it was actually fairly similar. So they actually can't identify what is making echolocation in the lake. Like, they don't know what is doing it. No, Um, that's scary. (laughs) Yeah. There could actually be something that's communicating that intelligently down there. Um, that's weird. Because even yeah. if it's not like a champ like fish, it's something doing something. Yeah. This is the only freshwater location that echolocation has been detected. So that makes Lake Champlain stand out a little okay. bit. But however, in one documentary I watched, they used an underwater camera to see if they could capture imagery of Champ. Unfortunately, after hundreds of hours of footage was gathered, they saw nothing. But I don't know. I'm like, you can't look everywhere all the time. So I still have hope that there's something. (laughs) I think, too, that there is a very... There's a big underestimation for animals that can burrow. Yeah, that you is know? really true. Right? Camouflage. 
Some people think that champ is just a large pond fish, such as a garfish or sturgeon. And I, I sent you a photo of a sturgeon. I think these fish are so cute. And I read that they're actually peaceful fellows. Um, yeah. Sturgeons? I guess they are not I guess they are not aggressive to people. What am I thinking of? Maybe like a barracuda or something. That one. I think it's that one. Yeah. Because those are angry. Oh right? yeah. Though those yeah. have like attacked people. Okay. All right. Um, Word. We watched an episode of Something Bit Me once on Nat Geo, oh, and some lady was attacked by a barracuda actually. I love the title. Yeah. Oh, it's Something awesome. Bit me. It's on Disney Plus, and it's like people mm-hmm. recount mm-hmm. being attacked in the backcountry by animals. Yo, I love that. I love yeah. watching um, the monsters inside me. Yeah. No, it is so good. <laughs> That's my jam. A sturgeon kind of resembles Champ's description. They have long, smooth bodies, except for almost spiky features on their backs. They have these slender faces with whiskers or barbells, and they can also be several feet long with one reported length of 18 feet. So if you ask me, like, I think Champ could be like a sturgeon-like fish because that is huge. Another fun fact, season one, episode one, first episode of the hit show Monster Quest was actually about Champ. Not Monster Quest. (laughs) Yeah, guilty pleasure. Just in case Champ does exist, he's protected by law on both sides of Lake Champlain. Humans will pack bond with anything. I know. And he's like super celebrated. Like there's a baseball team, I think, named after him. And they have like a festival I sent a photo of like a float about him. Some people think he's really just like a fish because those dinosaur like creatures went extinct like over 60 million years ago. Or the Mansi photo is like just a log. And (laughs) I know somebody that has a lot of issues with submerged logs. When you were mentioning um, the laws that were put in place, I was just like, oh, like, our government will protect this, like, hypothetical, like, mystical creature, but not, like, women's bodies and minorities, but, like, Like, any trans rights (laughs) ever. (laughs) But then also, back to the echolocation, (laughs) which is so creepy to think about, um... But what if that's, like, tectonic, like, shit, you know? Like, it's not... I don't know. I'm trying to debunk it. That's what mm-hmm. I was thinking. I actually because, don't know. Like, is there, like, rocks, like, creaking around down there? I don't know how echolocation works. Well, they like... did compare it to other fish, and it mm. resembled that, the sound patterns. But what can those sound patterns also sound like? Um, right, like, um pretty specific when i listen to the thing oh um you know like when you (laughs) never mind (laughs) (laughs) no it definitely could be something else but it wasn't just like a one-off it was like a unique Mm. string of noises if that makes sense um which Uh, could be something else entirely underwater number stations 
aliens (laughs) right honestly hey man i mean with the i think it's like the pinea pinea squid at this point i'm starting to buy that aliens could be in the ocean and we don't know they've been here the whole time yeah no but like i hate it i hate it so much but the fact that we just like keep finding these horrible giant creatures in the pitch black i'm like i mean i guess yeah but there's these really cool um like like compilations on youtube of course um of like like mysterious underwater recordings and some of them are incredibly creepy but then they're like explained by like the most benign things ever so I guess the only thing that I'm curious about is like how do they know it's like echolocation like is are they essentially eavesdropping in on a conversation yeah like they were out there looking for signs of it i guess and it's like a government plant like (laughs) i mean it does sound pretty convenient what are are they trying to distract us from this was also like only one time in like 2003 though that was Um, the next thing i was gonna ask would be like so theoretically if somebody went back in do you think that they'd like pick it up again that would be cool Plus the technology is so much better now. Yeah. We gotta be we gotta be funding this. Oh, we yeah, have, I know we need to get on this. <laughs> oh my god, we should get the old equipment from the geology department for taking bathymetric readings. Yeah. And we go to Lake Champlain. Oh my god. I would I would do that. I would spend vacation time for that. <laughs> yeah, right. Us on a pontoon boat just going out there (laughs) but we need to be in like full lighthouse keeper regalia with like a pipe and a lantern yeah oh they'll be smoking (laughs) and we need to do a full proper mutiny it's the only way yeah our boat is like super like old and like run down and there's like always like a mysterious fog around us (laughs) exactly you see exactly what i see yeah a tornado perhaps (laughs) it's the water spout how else are we gonna empty the ocean yeah yeah oh we're in the ocean now (laughs) (laughs) we go back eleven thousand years ago when they were connected (laughs) this is like a magic school bus thing like let's go to like champlain and look at the bottom sick movie yeah (laughs) i know that would be a good crossover they go back in time and then they see like the creature like chilling immigrate into the lake and they're like oh it's real so i watched this show called la brea i didn't think i was gonna like it it's really cheesy it literally took me like six or eight episodes to like actually care about what was gonna happen but for some reason i kept watching it (laughs) but anyway they like go back in time and it is during like a prehistoric time period with like all kinds of like animals including ground sloths which was my personal favorite Um, oh what's it on um i watch it on peacock Mm. i i love it anything that's like tar related yes and like back there in time is tar. In the sense of like before you will see people. tar 
there's no shortage of tar right no literally there's literally a tar pit but it's like it's basically um like the whole concept is that like sinkholes are opening there's a whole time loop going on but like a sinkhole is opening people fall into it they're in like prehistoric los angeles so you're constantly going back and forth between like Whoa. our contemporary los angeles and like prehistoric los angeles oh that is so cool it's pure sci-fi channel it's awesome that's like my favorite game when I was younger used to be putt putt travels through time yes you can go to the dinosaur one and there's like the tar pits a few years ago um I got super baked and then just watched like a playthrough on YouTube like all of like it only took like 45 minutes yeah but I was like wow (laughs) right I remember playing the game and thinking it was so hard I'm like five years old at my compact computer and I'm like this is impossible why are there ghosts (laughs) yeah and I remember like games like that where I would just replay it and get to the same point and be like fuck again yeah like I can't figure it out and then I like restart it and I'm like Mm -hmm. and then I'm like (laughs) the same thing happened again and it would always be like so simple like oh you gotta do this like to make this happen but I'm just like why is it not working (laughs) yeah I used to, one of the main games that I used to play was I Spy. It was like Spooky Haunted Mansion. It was like only that one. And I swear to God, that game is the reason why I'm goth. It's just, it's just the best game. It was just with this creepy little narrator. But there would be certain puzzles where I'm like, this is either too scary or I can't find all the things. So then I'd have to go recruit my dad and he would just like sit there and just like stare at the screen. For like for like way too long and then he'd be like there (laughs) and there were like times where you could like you could like collect little items make a potion and then release a ghost and there were like seven of them that you could unlock but I thought it was too scary so I would make my brothers do it (laughs) so I wanted to see the ghosts (laughs) but I could also probably find it on steam now at this point oh yeah because all the Freddy Fish games are on steam but yeah, I think that's pretty much everything I have for Champ. I think we need to plan a trip to Lake Champlain. Seriously. Let's get on that, guys. Right? <laughs> Yo, right, Eleanor? Number three to a Bridgewater Triangle adventure? Yeah, yeah. we want to do that <laughs> on the South Shore. Is it going to be in the daytime, though? Well, yeah, I'm not going in the woods when the sun is gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We're all sleepy yes. guys anyway. I'm way too later. paranoid. I'm up past my bedtime right now. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> way too scared of bears. So yeah. Bear, I'm way too scared of boys. So. <laughs> yeah, that too. Also, also. Don't worry, we'll have our gear. <laughs> yeah. All right, gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's everything. Mm-hmm. I think we're all gonna go to bed. Right. I know this is how it always is, Eleanor. It's just us going, well, that was it. <laughs> yeah. <Bye. laughs> Don't ass. I'm just gonna go eat a lot of noodles. So yeah. Fuck yeah. And then we're like, can't wait to do it again. <laughs> right, literally. I know. Now I have to think of a new topic. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna say goodnight again. <laughs> okay, good night. Good night. <laughs> Thank you.
home, Colombia. Beautiful, beautiful.